Okay, so here's my analogy. Uh oh, so, well, what you got? So, and and I know I know what the answer is when I ask you this mm-hmm. because it frustrates both of us. I'm having one of those days where I feel like, you know, when we're playing golf and there's people that are coming up behind us Mm -hmm. and like you can't go fast enough and it's just kind of uncomfortable and you feel like there's someone behind you constantly and you're trying to go as fast as you can and you can't do it. Yep. Yeah. I'm having one of those days. Yeah. One of those days. I I don't know if it's because like we're getting ready to travel for back to back. Um, that, that could be some of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What? Well, well, and, and and I'm not coming. I'm not coming home because um, Kathy's youngest daughter, Kristen, graduates from Miami next oh, week. Oh wow! Yeah. So we're headed down Thursday. We've got the event on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Um, Kathy and I are going to try and take a couple of days off, and then Tuesday, Wednesday, I think we've got like graduation stuff. Um, and then Thursday, obviously, we all fly out to to uh, Fort Worth. So I'm actually going to miss the actual graduation, but we're going to take take part in the actual you know, University of Miami, huh? Beforehand. Yeah. It's yeah. a great school. I think, yeah, I don't think, I don't think enough people realize that actually. I think because of the, you know, if you're a sports fan, the Miami Hurricanes, blah, 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 you forget that's a great academic school. Just oh, yeah. Hiding, it's, just hiding it's, down there. It's really, really difficult to get into. We, we were super proud when she, I mean, she was brilliant. Uh, graduated from private school up in uh, the Charlotte area. And then which one? I mean, she, she basically from the Cannon school, we've talked about this before. Cannon school, whatever. I know. I know. (laughs) We got, we got to keep this. We got to keep this. uh, I'm just going to keep this. uh, I hear it's a great place. (laughs) Well, it was, it was for her. Um, But anyway, so she, I mean, she was a rock star student. So she basically could, could write her own ticket and, Mm -hmm. and chose, chose Miami. So, had much more to cat, much more. It's it, it's Kathy's younger. It had much more to do with her than than with me, obviously. But yeah. But anyway, so so I, I mean, I hate packing as it is. Let alone when you have to pack for back. You know, I mean, for like a week and a half. Mm-hmm. So we we've got to pack for two shootouts. So I've got to pack two sport coats, I guess, and a couple shirts and pants. And I hate packing anyway. And it's going to be outside in Miami. Oh, I mean, that's right. I mean, I, I, look, we're getting a little bit of a of a break because it's going to be mid eighties and 60% humidity, but you know, it's been pretty, it's 40 degrees here this morning and, and dry. I mean, it's going to hit, it's going to hit me like a, like a sledgehammer. I got a feeling because it's, I've I've been around too much cool weather. Yeah. I got down to like 50 here last night. So, which, which, which felt great. So this outdoor thing. So is it going to be outdoors? Like covered, Okay, so like so like Atlanta when we were down in your neck of the woods. Sim- similar, yeah, something like that. A little little different, but yeah, I, you know me, man. I'm anti outdoors. I, I I don't understand it, especially when we do it in the southeast. Yes, I mean I it's going say, to rain. I mean it's just going to at some point. You're just asking for trouble. I, I don't get it, but you know that stuff's much higher level than me to make those decisions. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not anti outdoors. I'm anti outdoors in the summertime in the southeast. But we're not quite into that. At least, at least I'm not well, sure we, about. We've been lucky sure here. Yeah, I mean, but look, it could very easily be mid 80s here this time of year. We're just lucky right now. Yeah, and it could very easily be in the 90s in Miami this time of year. So we got lucky, basically. But yeah, I you know, and there's wind. Wind changes things. I just I, I'm very anti outdoors. I just am. I, I don't think you get, 
I don't think you get the best people all the time. I don't think you get the best player because, you know, there's too many variables to overcome. Now, you you, you might get the player that's, you know, got the most stick-to-itiveness. You might have the one with, with the ability to adjust better than others, but I don't know if that's necessarily the best player all the time. And so let I me think, ask you this, because, because, because I agree with you. When, you. when you are seeing people play um, for a championship at the very top of their sport, mm-hmm. um, I don't want there to be excuses. I don't, I don't want there to be bad weather. I don't want there to be wind, rain, snow, ice, whatever. So that's Agreed. why that, that's why in the NFL yes. and even, even, even in the college ranks, I like my championship game to be in a dome. And I know, I know, and, and for me, I grew up in Iowa. So I, as, as, as many of you know, and uh, I love going to games outside. I love being in the elements. But when sure. it comes to a championship game, I don't want that to be in the equation. Or the Rose Bowl. I mean, I like that area, see- that, you know, that area of Southern California where there's really no weather anyway. Yeah. Like, you know, like you're, that's why the NFL, all the Super Bowls are domes or perfect weather. Now they've, they've yeah. made a couple of – every time they go to Miami, it's a coin flip, right? It could be rain. A little bit, yep. You know, the weather, it's going to be warm. But, you know, you could get that rainy day. And I, I, that's why it's more in domes now than it is in anything else. I, I'm with you. If you're yeah. playing for championships, you should take all the other variables out of it. And it should be best player versus best player. But, you know. Yep. I agree. There, there, there are other but at factors. Least, at, least, at least this is not for a world championship. No. And, it, you know, it's, it's for one of the qualifiers. So if for some reason, you know, we get some wonky weather, they still have five more left after this one. So Sure. Well, I mean, it's it's the championships, though. I mean, they've already played out. All we're getting are championship matches. We're getting championship yeah, I mean, matches. Not, and Super Bowl. Yeah, I get it. But there's still there's still more opportunities. So for some reason, the reason you know the the weather's wonky, it's okay. Yeah. I'm okay with it. But yeah, but I would not covered. want the world championship. Like I love the world championships in Rock Hill. I don't want yeah. those to be outside. I don't want to risk bad weather. So I'm with you, man. I I I think that I'm maybe a minority when I talk about that. I think people. Because there are other there are other opportunities to be brought in with other sporting events where we would need to be outside. Yeah. And I think sometimes the thought process is beyond the sport at that point. You know, it's trying to get most eyes on instead of best play, which is, you know, at, at our level mm-hmm. now with this sport, it's a it's a toss up. What's more important? So I get it. Yeah. I get it. I understand it intellectually. It just just kind of takes away from who the best player is sometimes. Yep. Well, what's most important for our sport, be it inside or outside, is fans. And I yeah. and I still I'm so looking forward to the day. Um, and maybe outside will be the key. If so, I'm all for it. Right. Whatever brings in actual local fans, you know, mm-hmm. regional fans, I'm, I'm so looking forward to that day. And you know, I was thinking about it yesterday because I'm just starting to kind of prepare for Erie because we finally got our teams lineups. Um, maybe it's going to be teams, Bernie. Maybe teams will be the 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 trick. You know, and that, that'll be the that'll be the the hook. To get brings the everybody in, yeah. I, yeah. I think the team. I, I mean, I really did. I I really feel like 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 at our first event, right? Our first true teams national broadcast. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something there, man. I love it. I'm, I'm not quite sure. I think there needs to be some tweaks. Sure. And I'm looking forward to to Erie to see if they're going to make some tweaks just to make sure that all seven games mean something. And I know they do, but but make sure that we can explain that to the audience. Um, you know, so there's a sense of urgency and meeting, meaning for all the games, but man, it was fun. There was yeah. some ser- serious energy in those. We have to get past the perception of the game somehow. 
don't know how we do it. We got to get past the perception because the perception out there still fad, silly, not a sport. Still out there. Very Look, I just went to my 35th high school reunion around tons of people who like me, who I grew up around, who are peers, who do very well in other aspects of business, you know, around the globe. And to them, it's silly. They, they, they still think it's sticky? Absolutely. 100%. I mean, like, oh, how was Tid- how, what are you doing for Tiddlywinks next? You get those oh, kind of comments. Oh, see, that's just mean. Well, but I mean, but that's, you know, yes, they're joking, but that's yeah. still the thought process. And like, how do we get past that? I mean, that's, that's, that's the biggest wall right now because that's, these are people that are average sports fans, right? These are people yeah. that you would kind of want people, you'd want these people to, to buy in and they just are not. And I don't know yeah. how we get past that. And I think there's a number of reasons. There's a number of reasons for the stuff that the ACL does. There's a number of reasons for what our players do. And I mean, it's just certain things that we have to get past at some point. Well, this this would be a great conversation for another time. You know what? Maybe next week we kind of go through this because I, I'm I'm starting to feel, uh, I you know I still get a little bit of that. You know where the jokes on us type stuff. Um, but I think we're but, in on it to a point. But, but at some point we got to get past it. Yeah, but I'm really starting to get a lot of people who are truly respecting what these guys and girls are doing with the bag. Um, you know, and and the talent that they have, mm-hmm. um, and the greatness that they're showing. So I'm I am starting to starting to feel that momentum. But you know what? Our guests are here. Awesome. So we're gonna we're gonna have to we're gonna have to table that conversation for next week. And we got our power rankings, so we'll do the power rankings um, after we bring in our guests. And you know what? They just popped up in queue, and I was afraid that maybe only one of the two guests were gonna be here today. If that had <laughs> happened, that was fine because because. Uh, I've talked to I've talked to the one many many times, and he could he could probably do a bo- podcast. We could we could do just let him take over the show for a week. He could probably do it. But anyway, our guest today, we've been wanting to have these guys on for a while, and we've been talking now, uh, Bernie. I would say for about the last, and correct me if I'm wrong, maybe for the last year and a half about this extreme youth movement in the sport of cornhole. You know, it yeah. seemed like it was you know maybe stereotypically a game that was dominated by older men. Uh, who played and a few women, but I think most people, when you think of the sport of cornhole, you're thinking older guys, right? That was yeah. kind of stereotype. Oh, yeah, especially and, middle-aged, older dudes. Yeah. yeah. And all of a sudden, the ACL pops up on a national scene. Now you got Samantha Finley, you got Rosie Streaker, you got Cheyenne, you know, and all these female players. So now you, wow, okay, yeah. So now we got we've got we've got some females who play at a very high level, but still older people, right? I mean, right. by older, I mean you know 30s, 40s. But then sure. all of a sudden, the year of the rookie happened last year, and that's when I really noticed it. We started to get you know, 20 somethings. We started to get teenagers. And now this year we have got a set of twins that are 14 years old that are playing at an extremely high level. But, but not only are they terrific players, they're great kids and a great family. And they have an extremely high IQ for for the game. And and you, and, and it really kind of, it really kind of is a nice transition. I think Bernie to what we were just talking about, trying to take the sport more seriously. And that's what these kids are doing. These kids are watching video. They're taking it seriously. They're practicing. They're taking care of their bodies. I mean, it's really amazing what it's done. So that being said, um, Jackson and Jake Gore, uh, two of the just rock star uh, young cornhole players. They are just 14 years old. And I thought it was going to be just Jackson because I think Jake was feeling a little bit under the weather, but it looks like we have both. So please welcome to Borderline for the first time. 
the Gore Twins. They probably hate that I say that. What's up, guys? What's up, boys? Thank y'all for having me. Hey, Jackson, I know you and I have been trying to hook up on this for a while. Jackson's the one on the right, by the way. Jake's the one on the left. And uh, you and I have been trying to hook up and get you on this this show for a while. And you and I have really had some great conversations about the sport behind the scenes. All of a sudden, your brother, Jake, you you take off and, and you go and practically win the first damn national. Uh, making the final four as a 14 year old. I mean, what a great story, but uh, congratulations to both of you on your success. And Jackson, I love that you were just kind of on the sidelines watching Jake and cheering him on down there in Texas, but what a great moment for you guys. So uh, Jackson, let's start with you because you and I have had um, a lot of, a lot of talks about the sport, but you, you probably heard what, what Bernie and I were just talking about, about, you know, there's still some people who think that cornhole is kind of sticky, right? Mm-hmm. And, 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 and we get it right. I mean, we all kind of get that, but you know, there's this there's this crazy youth movement where, you know, the sport is becoming a serious sport. So I guess I kind of want to start with that since we brought it up and ask you, you know, w- with your peers. And I think you're both homeschooled, um, but I know you still ha- have friends that you guys hang around with. I mean, do, do they do they treat you guys as what you're doing is is something real or do they think ah it's just a game? They, they think it's really cool, to be honest. Like, they, they think it's cool that we can travel and have all these opportunities to win some cash. And, I mean, they, they play with us sometimes out in the driveway, and they enjoy it. And they, I mean, I feel like they really like it. I don't think they really take it as that. And, I mean, I, I don't think they do. I mean, so, do you're, you think so your friends started- are nicer than mine, basically. Your <laughs> friends are a lot nicer than mine because my friends would be like, what are you doing? That's ridiculous. Like, seriously. So no one, you don't have one person that you know in your neighborhood that's like, whatever. Not really. Yeah. See, much cooler people that you're growing up around, I have to tell you. <laughs> I mean, do you think that they, do they, do they kind of treat you with the same respect as someone who would play basketball or football or something like that? Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, they probably get tired of hearing the boards bang, but. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, you're a lot better at what you do than pretty much every person you know is at football, basketball, baseball, whatever, right? I mean, you're playing at the elite level and there's like a 0.001% chance any one of your friends makes it to that level in any of those other sports. So it's actually kind of remarkable if you think about it. Yeah. So, so Jackson, again, while we're, while we're with you, um, so you guys are 14 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of you guys, ACL pros. At, at what point in your lives did you both decide, um, hey, I think we're onto something here? Um, pretty much it was like probably I think it was the 2020 year uh, we started playing ACL. And we had gotten better, played against really good competition. And I guess that made our – like us better as players because we had players that would help us if we were doing something wrong. And I mean, we just took it, practice a lot. And then we ended up at worlds. He, he ended up winning his bracket and advanced singles. And I mean, I got fifth in mine and then we got fifth in doubles. And I mean, we really just started that year and grinded all our way to being like we are now. So, was your family into it at all? I mean, how did how did you how did you say, oh yeah, you know what, we can do this? Um, so my my parents started playing, and when we were four years old, they when we used to live back in Virginia, they'd play at a moose lodge in Virginia. So <laughs> we had we would go with them to play at their weekly tournaments, and we just started throwing then at four years old, and then we kept it all the way up till fourteen, and 
we played other sports along the way, but we didn't let it get in the way of of cornhole because we that's what our main focus was on. Wow. Well, how much would you say, like living now in the Carolinas region and playing against the number, like you guys see some of the best talent in the world every week, right? You don't yeah. you don't have to wait for a national to see a Jamie Graham or whomever. Has that helped for you guys knowing that week after week, night after night, you're playing against some of the best talent around? I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd say it does because, I mean, we just get more like times to play them so we can understand what they do and how they do it so that we can, I don't know, strategize and try to figure out how what's the best way to beat them and whatever. I mean, I, got I, feel, you. I feel like it makes us better playing against them every week and when we weren't pros that it made us better every week to get better. Yeah, you guys are playing against some serious top-level players in, in the Carolinas. We talk about that quite a bit. All right, Jake, let, let's let's switch over to your story here a little bit because, I mean, it was only a matter of time, right? It, it was going to be one of you two guys. It was going to be an Alex Hicks. I mean, we've been talking about this on the broadcast for a while. You know, kind of joking but not. Is America ready for a teenage cornhole superstar? <laughs> Because we knew that you guys were coming, especially last year with the year of the rookie. I mean, it it's, it started with with kids that were in their twenties. All of a sudden, it's kids who are twenty, and it's kids who are nineteen, now eighteen, now you guys fourteen years old. Jake, I mean, what was that run like? And for those of you who don't know who watch this who watch this podcast, Jake made an incredible run. So we have we have different series in cornhole, and the, the highest level you can compete at is the nationals. And then the world championship, the nationals are like the majors. And so we had our first national, our first major tournament down in Corpus Christi, Texas. And, and, uh, and Jacob, you made it all the way into the, into the final four. What was that week like? Did you expect that? I mean, did that come out of nowhere? Had you been playing good? Like what, what was that week like for you? I, I had actually, I was playing really well going into Corpus. So I knew that if I play like I've been playing, that I could make it to the end. Were you nervous? Not really. I was more excited than nervous. I love that. But by the way, let's let's just let's just hit this. And Bernie, you and I talk about this on the air. Yes, these guys are twins. Don't think that we're nuts. Uh, <laughs> they, they are twins. Even though, even though Jackson, how much taller are you? Uh, probably about like seven, eight inches, probably. <laughs> <laughs> it is amazing to look at you because Jackson, you look so much older, but, but man, you both kill it. So, so Jake, so, um, so when, when you got to the final four and you get on national TV, um, does your phone start blowing up? I mean, what was it like leading into that broadcast? Yeah, my phone was broken. <laughs> I didn't even try. I, just, I was like, all right, these notifications, they can stay there. There was over like 300 new friend requests, I think. Wow. Any, uh, any, any, any ladies? No. <laughs> well, there are some, there are some, there are some. But none that you wanted to talk to. No. They were all too old. <laughs> oh, man. Well, Jake, Jake you, you, one, one of, I know one of the hurdles and something that we talk about on the show a lot is the mental challenge. But but you know you guys you guys are just fourteen years old so I, I guess we were kind of wondering like like you know Jack when you're playing like how, how much of a mental challenge is there for you guys I mean at fourteen years old I feel like the older you get the more demons you have in your head because of the experience but I mean do you guys do you guys like do do you feel like you have to fight some of that self talk when you're playing Uh, dep I mean sometimes I do yeah but I mean I mainly 
like we ride with we ride with momentum. So if we have a big shot, we'll just ride that. And normally it rides is to the end. So, I mean, we're big momentum players. I feel like there's sometimes, yeah, that we'll have to talk to each, ourselves, but I think for the most part, we're fine with just the momentum. So what do you say? Like what's going on in your head when you're playing? I'm just thinking about throwing my four bags and I, I don't care what they do. I, I'm just putting my four bags in and hoping that I score. Uh, it'd be great so, to be yeah, that, that, age, that simple, right? right? Yeah. So you guys, look, everyone, what, what was your nickname? All right. You guys can tell everyone, what was your nickname when y'all were first coming up? The Twin Terrors. There you go. All right. So because the reason for that was you guys had quite the attitude on the court. I've noticed, and Jeff and I have talked about this, it's still there. You guys play with a lot of fire, which is awesome. I think it's actually a lot of fun to see, but you have toned it down a little bit. Do you think that's, I mean, this sounds really strange to ask a 14-year-old, is it because you're getting older? But, I mean, <laughs> is it because you've just played a little longer now at that level and you feel like, you know, you kind of need to control it a little more? I feel like it's 50-50 with both. I mean, yeah, it's, I think part of it is that we're getting older, but another half is that we've played around people like probably for the past four years. And so I feel like it's taught us some stuff and made us – tone down a little bit and play our game. Jack, you and I have talked about this before. Um, and, and Jake, I'll ask you too, but Jack, let's start with you. I mean, how much, I mean, I think you started scouting yourself, didn't you? So, so did you, did you watch, I mean, to Bernie's point, did you watch video, watch yourself, see your mannerisms, see your attitude and, and how much, how much did that, did that change your, you know, the way that you were handling things this year? Uh, yeah, I, I watch probably like every match that I play that's on a live video. I try to find it and I try to watch it to study what I did. And if I need to make some better things, then I, I can I can try and make that happen. Like I probably watched my Worlds experience. Like when I, when I made a deep run at Worlds in my bracket, I probably watched that like 20 times by now just to try to learn and tell myself what to not and what to do. Like – I was a little loud at Worlds, just pumping myself up and talking, and I told myself I don't want to do that anymore. I just want to be the silent assassin and just try to run through brackets without saying a word, unless it's to myself. Jake, why are you smiling? <laughs> he knows he's going to be quiet. <laughs> no, I was surprised how quiet he was. When I he was, was too. I, I was really – I was wanting it so bad on the broadcast. I was waiting to hear Jake give me something, and he was so quiet. I mean, in the in the, in the, in the Kingsley game against Alex, he actually showed – like he said, mm -hmm. come on, let's go, and some other things. But, like, in the finals, I was expecting way more from him, and I was like, come on, say something. <laughs> so, Jake, same to you. I mean, have you, have you watched back your appearance on ESPN? Yes, I have. Uh, I've been – looking at it to see what I could do different and see some of the shots that like some of them that I went for, I probably shouldn't have went for, but next time I'll play it a little more smart than going for the risky shots. And you got a little bit unlucky there at the end. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. So do, do, did. Do you want to be more expressive next time you play, or did you like the did you like this new version of the Twin Towers where you were more within yourself? 
or the Twin oh, Terrors. I, I like the new version. The new version better. I mean, the new version got them on TV, so I'd, I'd expect them. Wow, to there you go. Yeah. All right, I got, I got a different kind of question. So I'm watching you play, Jake, and I, when I watch both of you play, and you make when you get deep into brackets, I start finding where your mom is. Because your mom is literally dying. Your mom was dying during that semifinal match, Jake. Do you ever look over there, or do you try not to? I try not to. <laughs> I try not. I also try not to as well because when I was I had that deep run at Worlds, like I tried to not look at anything. I tried to just focus, and like sometimes it's like um, I miss a shot that was stupid, and I look over and she gives me this face, and I just can't focus after that. <laughs> so I try so- to just not do it. So, Jake, real quick, let's just wrap up that that matchup. So, yeah, it was a tough one, obviously. That's why I was wondering how much you watched it, uh, because you were you were up seventeen to two, I believe. Yeah. Um, in that matchup against Devin Harbaugh, Devin Harbaugh was the hottest player on the planet, probably coming into that in into that event in Texas, and he finally comes back and gets you. I mean, that that's one of the things in 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 first to twenty one that we talk about um, is that you will see these wild comebacks. So what what was the big I mean you said that you were able to learn some things. I mean did you feel like maybe you were too aggressive were you were you playing too fast? Like what did, what did you notice that you would change next time? I kind of I was playing a little too fast I think and then I was also going for some aggressive shots when I probably should have just went in to give up a less amount of points in the round. I feel like I feel like he also I mean, sometimes he played a little too slow and I feel like that made it to where he missed a couple shots because he's normally like a pretty fast player, but not too fast. And I don't know. I feel like I watched it like I was probably more into it than he was. <laughs> did you, hey, just out of curiosity, Jack, do you, do you ever try to coach each, each other? Like, like, did you, did you ever try to, and, and I know, I know a lot of kids are wearing earbuds. So maybe you can't hear, but I mean, did you ever try to tell Jake, "Hey, dude, slow down"? I mean, yeah, I tried to, I tried to say slow down a little bit, and then, like, I mean, I was just ma- mainly excited for him and watching him, like, at the first half, like, do really well. So, I, I, I mean, a couple times I did, but mainly not. Yeah, it goes I, fast though, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. the whole moment—the whole moment goes so fast. I mean, when you're when you're there in real time, I and mean, and people say that about other sports. You know, we talk about com, com, you know uh, comparing this to other real sports. Um, I don't care if it's baseball. Uh, when you go down there on the field, the players are bigger. They are faster, right? That that pitch. When we watch baseball on TV, you watch you know you watch the the Royals play play the the Detroit Tigers. Who cares, right? No one's going to watch that. And, and, and you see these guys pitching in the 90s. You don't think anything of it. You go to a real baseball game and watch that, and you see what 96, 98 looks like. It's a whole different deal. The game's faster. Football, everything's so fast, you know, it's so fast and it's real. I think cornhole, I know it sounds funny, I think cornhole's the same thing. When you get to one of those national, one of those major events, it, it's so intense. It goes fast. The rounds go fast, don't they? I, th- I think so. I, I think so, yeah. I, I mean, the world's felt like a really like until when I got to the king seat it didn't feel as fast but like all throughout the day it felt fast fast and like the whole experience with him felt fast like it just I mean I, I've got a question I've got a I have to know I'm an only child 
all right, didn't have a sibling to kind of share things with. Not only do you have a brother, you have a twin. How awesome is that to have a twin with you to kind of share this experience with? And or would you kind of like to be able to do some of it on your own? I feel like I'm, I mainly want to do it together so that we can both shine and not just one of us to make one feel left out. Maybe I, don't, <laughs> uh, I mainly want to succeed together, but if we can't, we can't, if we, if we can, we can, it's a, I mean, we'll just, hopefully one of us does it in by ourselves. I mean, I'll finally. How many times have you guys played against each other since that uh, national in Texas? Uh, we've played probably about five, 10 times, probably just in the driveway. I mean, He's gotten a, like probably like a six to four on me, probably. Uh-oh. Wow, that was gonna be my next question. I was wondering how bad you wanted to beat him after he after he made that run in Texas. I, 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 like, <laughs> yeah, I beat someone who was on TV. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> but I mean, I feel, I, I didn't I with how hot he was, I didn't feel like I was gonna beat him. But I mean, you never know. It could yeah. be. All right. Well, hey, Jake. Let's let's go back to talking a little bit about the 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 youth of the sport. Um, and, and because you guys are homeschooled and not um, in a traditional atmosphere, I mean, still though, when when you you know with social media and just and just hanging out with your friends, I mean, do you feel like this is going to be a sport that takes off in in the middle school? Like, do you think there's going to be middle school teams? Will there be a high school team? Or are, are we there yet? Like, like where? How how is the, the the sport growing behind the scenes at your guys' level? I think that if you give it a couple years, I think there might you might start seeing it more in schools. I think that's where it could like I know of some schools that do like they they play, but it, I think that's where it could take off for like the youth movement. Kind of is if you start putting it in schools more. Like I like what Nate Voyer's doing. Mm-hmm. What he does, I feel like I really like that, and um, I feel like yeah, if you give it a couple of years, it'd probably keep like in like in schools, it'd probably take off at some point, and I feel like they would get a lot of more youth players in there that enjoy it. Yeah, for sure. It's all about cost, Jeff. Turns out those boards are pretty expensive. Yeah, yeah, for the high schools and yeah, truthfully, yeah, especially for middle schools, yeah. Uh, it is expensive. All right. So here's something we talk about on the show all the time. And, and I would love to get your guys thought as younger players. Like it seemed like, and, and, and I don't know how much you guys watch the show, but I was extremely worried about this block game, right? Because it was a mess. It was not fun to watch. I know it's fun to play, but there's obviously, you know, real debate behind the scenes about, about you know what's what's best for the sport on TV and what's best for fans um, as far as them getting engaged and getting excited. And I just felt like that block game was just not real conducive to growing the sport. I mean, with football, with basketball, with baseball, Bernie and I talk about this all the time, they're always changing the rules to favor the offense because they want more scoring. They want more offense. Um, I was a little worried coming into 2023 that we were going to see so much blocking that the game was going to be kind of ugly looking on TV. However... That being said, and Jackson, you and I had a really good talk about this in Myrtle Beach to start the season. Um, 
I, I feel like we haven't seen that. I feel like there's a lot of scoring going on, and, and the PPRs are actually pretty high at a lot of these tournaments. Um, how, how do you guys feel about the game, and, and what style of play is, is exciting to watch on TV for fans versus what you like to play? I mean, what, what are you feeling? Is it more the block game? Is it more offense now this year? Or, or like Bernie and I are saying, is it just a great combination of both? I, I think it's a great combination of both, to be honest, because I do like watching the block game if if it's like if someone can actually like clean it up and make it look good. Um, and then I also like watching the offensive game. I mean, that's what I mean. I tend to just try to slide my bags and if they stop short, I'll deal with it. But if not, then good. I mean, I like both. So I think it's, I think it's good. Jake, you're shaking your head. Why are you shaking your head? You just got to go in. <laughs> just got to put the bag Amen, in the brother. Hole. Thank you very much. That's all I'm trying to say. You are welcome on Borderline anytime. <laughs> but but right. Jackson, Jackson, in fairness, um, you did tell me that in Myrtle Beach. I don't know if you remember this conversation. You and I talked, and you said you had t- watched a ton of video in the offseason yourself. And I said, what's something you learned? And you said, I got to put more bags in the hole. Yeah, definitely. I definitely do. Uh, I didn't at the national, so that's what I got to practice on. Put more bags in the hole. I feel like with a with a slower bag, and the more rounds you go in, and you throw four baggers and whatever, I feel like you get tired more throwing a slower bag just because of how hard you have to throw it. Than if you throw a, like a medium speed to fast bag and you want to run bags, you w- will get less tired. And when you go some more rounds, so I mean. I mean, I'm throwing a medium speed bag. It's it's slower than what the bag normally is, just because of how much I've thrown it. Um, but I feel like I can definitely not get tired and throw them as much as I can. So, well, how long did it take y'all to learn how to roll a bag? Uh, like two weeks for me. I <laughs> oh oh that long. I, I, I could spend two years trying to do that. <laughs> it took too long. <laughs> I mean, I, we played with Eric Davis pretty much like every week. So it's like I asked him and I just he told he told me like how to throw it. And that's all I needed. And I had to like two weeks. And then the next time I saw him, I just started rolling with him because he, he likes to do the block and roll. So I just started rolling with him. I think mine's more of a like a bounce and not, yeah. not a roll. It's like a rut. It's like a rut. There you go. My word is taking over, Jeff. I did always start use that? I always use it. <laughs> I did, my friend. Oh, way to go. I like that. Because <laughs> like he, he can roll, but I, I like the national when he was playing Alex Rawls and he put and there was a blocker there. It's like he would go over it, but it's like a cut roll. So it's like cut around and type of roll. So i.e. rut. <laughs> Yep, I like it. Well, hey, guys, just a couple minutes left. So as I wrap things up with you, I, I would love to get your overall thoughts of the sport. Like like if you were the commissioner of the league, right? Like, Jake, let's start with you. I'm just going to put you on the spot. Um, if, if you were the commissioner of the sport, what do you love about the sport? And and what is something that you would change to get it you know, to, to another level or make it even more popular? Like where do you feel like the sport is right now? Oh no, I think it I think it's like it's not at the best it can be obviously, but it's it's high up there right now. And the the good thing about it's the people that you come across, I think. But something I would change is like the 
Oh, this is. Come back to me. Come back to me. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. No, it's it's a tough question. It's it tough, is a tough but, question, but it but it's important because you guys and and not to put pressure on you guys, but you guys are the future of the sport. You know, you guys, I mean, that, that's, that's why it's great. Whether, whether you own a business, um, you know, or, or you're in a sport, it's great to look to the younger players because what you guys are thinking is what the sport's going to become. So it's important, you know, for, for you guys to drive kind of the success and the future of the sport. So, all right, Jack, you got, you got, is, I, is it too tough? I, I feel like it's the sports pretty good right now. I feel like it's pretty good where it's at right now. Definitely think that, like a like on the line, like in a couple more years, like there's gonna be stuff that changes probably. So therefore, I feel like it depends on what those changes are. And I mean, I feel like it's good right now where it's at. And I don't think there's. I mean, I, I definitely enjoy where it's at right now. I I love playing right now. I probably the best that it's ever been. So I I like it right now. You like teams, Jack? Uh, like the teams event. With yeah. The, teams I mean, yeah i like that i i, I think it's fun i think it's i thought i think it's really fun because you get those if you get to go to those game sevens it's like you win you win or you yeah. lose so i mean obviously like i in, at world when i get to play the team's event and that six-man teams it's a best of three still game three can feel like a game seven if you win you if you, you win or lose pretty much so Jeff's right, asking hey. you guys very adult questions for 14-year-olds, by the way. He's, 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 he's expecting a 25-year-old answer from a 14-year-old. All right. What do you think, Jake? <laughs> I still don't know. <laughs> I'll take the zero. Yeah, right. <laughs> zero. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Well, hey, guys, uh, I, I love watching you both play. It's been great to meet you and, and great to meet your family. When are you guys going to play? Are you guys going to be down in Fort Worth? Uh, no, because we can't. Wait, can we? Yeah, we, we can't play the pros and Joes or the shootout. So That's yeah. right, yeah, because you guys are still too young. Yep. We got two years until we can play the shootouts. But gamblers, man. It's all about yeah, gamblers. The whole, whole Vegas I think, thing. I think it's three years because we turn 16 after January 1st, and I feel like you have to be that before. Yeah. So if that's the case, then we'll have to wait three years to play. Hopefully them. we can hopefully we can get uh, Vegas to come on our side of this whole thing. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the, the good thing is that Erie is going to be here before you know it. So we'll for sure yeah. see you guys uh, in Erie coming up here later on this month. So. Like two weeks, I yep. think. Yep. Jake, you, Jake, you got to be excited to get back out there again after what happened in Texas. I'm ready. I know you will. All right, guys. Hey, thanks so much for your time. No problem. And, and you better, you thank you for having us. Yeah, absolutely. and you got to make sure you listen to the podcast later for our for our power rankings. All right, Jake. I st <laughs> by the way, I still got you in there, Jake. Thank you. Yeah. You're the only one that has me in. There. <laughs> I know, I know. Trust me, I hear about it all the time. Prove me right, brother. Let's go. I want to get you both in there. <laughs> I'm gonna get you both in there. All right, guys. Hey, I, I especially I know you guys haven't been feeling great, so thanks so much to uh, to take the time to join us, and we'll for sure do it again. We'll see you guys in Erie. See you, boys. See you in Erie. All right, bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> oh man, that was fun to catch up with those guys. <laughs> They're awesome. I wish I was doing something this meaningful at 14. I know, right? <laughs> nothing. What, what, was, what was I, ninth grade? Yeah, nothing. Doing nothing. Just I know, whatever you're doing. years old. Like it is, it is really, uh, it's really young. Yeah. At 14 years old. 
you were asking them to like break down some sort of you know they have to have to go some psychoanalytic question and they're like what well, i just think i just think it's funny because Prosperous. because like I, I wanted to hear if if maybe they're I just wanted to hear what was going on in their head, you know, but it's just cornhole. And, and you know, and, and that's on a, on a serious note, that's, that's one of the things that a lot of our older pros are struggling with is the fact that they have jobs, right? Like Tanner Halbert is a great example. And his wife, Kat works for the league. They both have full-time jobs. Yeah. I mean, Tan Tanner is the city planner for Lakeland, Florida. It's, it's 40 plus hour a week job, right? Yeah. Versus versus the the Gore kid, you know the Gore twins, you know they 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 go to school and they study a lot and they take it very seriously. But you know they get to they get to play a lot of cornhole. They get to practice a lot. And for a guy like Tanner, and yeah. for Adam Hisner and Cody Henderson and Jay Dotson and you know, a lot of other players, yeah. uh, you know it's it's tough to find the time. Hopefully one day, right? Hopefully one day we can get it to where if you qualify for the pro division, you're you know you're full time. You don't really yeah. have to. Uh, but we're just not quite there yet, unfortunately. But I mean, can you imagine? I mean, you know, speaking of 14 year olds, I think one of the things that makes it in a way easier for kids because it's not a strength game necessarily. Now, granted, 27 feet, still 27 feet. It's not as easy as it looks on TV, yeah. but it's not a strength game. So you can play relatively young. And when you're young, you don't have these thoughts. You don't have all of these thoughts. You have put bag in hole. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, it's more than that for them, but. It's not the same as it would be for a 33-year-old. The number of thoughts that are going to come through, the number of thoughts about extraneous stuff, like, you know, if I don't start playing better, you know, I've, I'm going to end up losing money this week. And, you know, can I keep, you know, those kind of thoughts change yes. things. And yes, absolutely. Which is to your point. And I just, I think in a way it's almost better on them and Alex Hicks and a few others that there's just no pressure. I mean, it's all gravy, really, at yeah. this point. Yeah, I just kind of—I guess I just kind of wanted to dive into that real quick and see if there was see if there's any type of stress or if there's any type of pressure. And it's not; it's really just all cornhole, right? I mean, he's I think the only pressure they have is internal. Yeah, the only pressure they have would be internal. I guess pressure in yeah. and of itself is always internal, anyway. But the only pressure that they really feel—I I, just—I I don't see them having anyone from the outside. I, I can't see their parents being that way with them. So right. I, I don't know. I, I just—I right. think it would be fun. God, it'd be so much fun, man. Travel the country. I know. It, man, wow. Way to go, right. Gore Boys. Are we ready for our power rankings? I guess. Do, do we want music or no? Are we going to do music? You, you can do music if you want. Throw it down. All right, here we go. You want to go for you? It's, it's your turn to uh, go. I, I went first last time, brother. Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay, so I'm going first? Yep. All right, how's the music? Is it too loud? It's not very loud on this end. Okay. So here we go. Power rankings going mm -hmm. into this week. Really, probably not a whole lot's going to change probably until after until after Fort Worth. But, mine okay. change every week. Don't yours? Like outside of about six guys, I feel like mine change all the time. I actually, I actually changed mine at the top. So, all right, here we go. Number 10, I'm going to stay with Jake Gore. And really to no fault of his own, right? He finishes in the Final Four in our very first major of the year, our first national in Texas. Mm -hmm. uh, played great. Uh, you and I followed him a lot, watched a lot of his matches. So I'm going to I'm gonna keep Jake at number 10 to no fault of his own because as you just heard him say, he can't play in the shootouts anyway because he's too young. All right, so this one is killing me. Number nine, I I'm still going to keep Jamie Graham. And here's why. Uh, some of my players on the outside looking in, I've got Fisher Hamilton. He's coming, right? He's all of a sudden, yeah. he's playing really well. He's got to do it on our broadcast for it, though. 
Yep. Uh, Derek Holland's playing really well. Frank, Cheyenne, Ryan Windsor. But if I take Jamie against any one of those five right now, I'm still going to put my money on Jamie. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm keeping Jamie at number nine for right now. But dude's got to play better. Number eight, I dropped Alex Rawls just a little bit. Uh, but I still yeah. feel like he's got to be in there. Same thing. You put Alex Rawls against some of these other players I talked about, I'm still taking Alex in a one-on-one matchup. I moved up to number seven, Hunter Thorne. I told you he was coming. I told you he was playing well, and I get it. You know, he didn't he didn't finish as well as he wanted to in Texas, but the names he beat down in Texas was just a great stamp on how his 2023 was going to be. So I moved Hunter Thorne up to number seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe K., Joe Neistat, I'm keeping him at number six. Kyle Malone, I moved down to number five. Uh, I was texting with Kyle just the other day. He's going to be playing. We'll start to see him a lot more now in the upcoming events. So that's a good chance for him to move up. I moved uh, Matt Guy. I think I had him at seven or six. I moved him up to number four. Dude is on fire right now. And congrats to Matt for winning his first pro shootout singles title. So Matt Guy, also 20 all-time titles, 11 national time, 11-time yeah. national winner. Out of his mind. Matt yeah. Guy, number four. So here we go. Here's where I kind of shook things up a little bit, Bernie. Um, I've got I've got Mark Richards down to number three. Uh, Mark, Mark, I don't want to say Mark has been struggling because he's not been struggling, but um, lost to Fisher Hamilton twice, right? Lost to yeah. Joe, Justin Burton Jr. twice down in Texas. Um, he's 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 lost to some to to some of the names of players who are coming who we think are really top players. So I, sure. I couldn't keep him at number one. I moved him down to number three. Uh, Devin Harbaugh, uh, again, he's been on you know, maternity leave for lack of a better term he and his wife had had their child so he's kind of taking some time off so i don't want to take him out of the number two spot and so that leaves justin burton jr my new number one number one huh in this week's power rankings wow i like it i like the list mine not not a lot of difference uh number 10 for me is actually joe k joe neistat uh i think he's kind of deserved that ranking in the top 10 and when you start looking at some of the names that are not in the top 10 like someone that's played so well this year, Dylan Turpin is kind of on the outside looking in, or Ryan Windsor on the outside looking in. These are amazing names, but I think Joe Kay with his play overall deserves to be there. Number nine, I have Cheyenne Bubenheim. I'm, I'm, I'm keeping her in it. I'm keeping her there. She's on a good run. Now, does she get to stay? We'll see, because there's some big names behind her. But right, for right now, Cheyenne Bubenheim is in there. Number eight, remember I said last time, number eight is going to kind of be my slot. Right? Yeah, kind I like that. Hunter Thorne. That's okay. my number eight. I think Hunter Thorne deserves it. I think yep. he's been playing well the last nine months. Finally kind of gets over the hump with a with a win this past weekend. So he's in at my number number eight spot. Uh, see, number seven and Alex Rawls. I have Alex kind of down to number seven. I still think some of these folks aren't playing their best, but let's, let's yeah, be honest. Yeah, he went 0-2. I know, I, know, I know you don't really, you know, Stack the opens on, on a high priority, but but he he did have a quick exit. Yeah, I mean, I, look, that's I've got him down at number six, right? I mean, a number I've got him down at number seven. So I mean, he's down for me. I think I had him much higher before. I've got yeah. Jamie Graham still in at number six. I think Jamie and Alex are the two guys that it's like, look, I know what your talent level is. We've seen you all over television for the last two or three years. Yeah, time to play better. I mean, you're exactly right. It's time to play better. It's time. Maybe to take things a little more serious. I don't, I, I, I don't know if that's even the right way to put it, but just it's time to buckle down a little bit. Number five, moved him way up from last week for no particular reason than other that I thought I shorted him last week, and that's Kyle Malone. I've got Kyle in my number five slot. I've got your number one is down at my number four. 
Justin Burton Jr. Wow. Okay. I mean, dude, you're nitpicking at this point. I mean, the top the top five or six are all kind of this, the talent levels all. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're little little bits and pieces here and there. Number three, I think he's on a mission. Something tells me this will not be the highest he's ranked in my power rankings this year. I have Matt Guy as my number three player right now. Uh, number two. I've got Mark Richards. I still think Mark Richards is an unbelievably good player. I think he's having to learn how to deal. A, he's changing his game in minute ways. And B, he's got a gigantic target on his back. Both of these things make life a little more difficult this year than they were last year. I actually think he's handling it well. I'm not worried about Mark Richards. And number one, my guy, Devin Harbaugh. I just think, I think he put the right bags in his hand. He's the best player on the planet. Just, just keep his bags in his hand. Put the bags he's most comfortable with in his hand. He's the best player on the planet. Yeah. All right, that's this week's power rankings. Um, I like it too. I guess my own, my only pushback on yours would be uh, just, just with Jamie Graham and Alex Rawls. And and like yeah. you said too, I you know I don't know if it's taking it more seriously because they're both full time players. They both take it seriously, but maybe a higher level of focus. Maybe that's. I guess that's what I'm saying. I mean, because you're yeah. too good. You're too good to be having the results you're having. And Absolutely. I understand, and, and we understand how good the other players are, by the way. This is not a bang on any other player. It's just, it's not. You're too good. You're too good for that to happen. So, yeah. I, and, maybe I think, and I think another great point you brought up, too, and then we got to go um, with, with Matt Guy, right? These, these top players that we have seen, these guys that we're talking about, um, have made little adjustments, right? Just little tweaks to mm-hmm. maybe take their game to another level. So that's what you have to do if you're Alex Rawls. You, guys, you've got to watch yourself. And you if Matt Guy's willing to do it, the rest of you can do it, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, dude, we got to run. Uh, busy week coming up. Um, off to Miami, then um, off to Fort Worth, and yeah. then second Eerie. second national. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. I know. All right, dude, that was fun talking to the Gore brothers. I'm that glad was, we that was awesome. Work it out. Yep. All right, I will see you down in Miami. In a couple of days. Yep. Hi, brother. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Bye.